Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Francis's trip to Canada continues to bear rotten fruit for the Catholic Church, a trip that was supposed to garner goodwill and write things that Francis, the modernists, the secular media, and many well-meaning Catholics believe are wrongs in the church's past, has become another example of the church playing more and more into the hands of the church's enemies by giving in to the demands of the secular authorities, and it has emboldened the enemies of the church within her walls to seek to replace the faith with the values and programs of the secular world. It was also predictable, unfortunately, and now we're seeing this play out first and foremost among the Jesuits, of course, in Canada, and simultaneously with the German Synodal Way, which are inseparably linked because they are tied together by certain goals of remaking the church. They're running basically the same program of apostasy in the name of reforming that which is unreformable, the deposit of the Catholic faith. Here we see the program playing out in real time. And these stories that I have for you today that might not on the surface appear to be linked are linked by this desire for bizarre change in the church that has no place in the Catholic church. There are two faiths in conflict within the institution of the Catholic Church, one which seeks the adulation of the world, and the other which seeks simply what the Church has always taught and done. So let's talk about these stories today. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to Tradition by contributing like a dollar a month to the work of this channel to keep the news and analysis coming. So a big thanks to them. If you want to become a patron of this channel, there are links to Patreon and Subscribestar in the description box below, or you can click the join button below the screen. They get things like uh, early access to weekend videos and a few occasional uh, extra things that are not made to the general public, including most recently a crisis in the church reading list, which was requested by them. And that will eventually be made public, but for now they have access to that. Anyway, thanks and on to our story, which is about the fruits of the revolution of the spirit of Vatican II and the church, and the coming changes to the church, or rather, the pushback against our resistance to the changes in the church. The modernists of Rome are pushing hard for changes to the faith because they don't like the Catholic faith. That's pretty obvious. Why they remain within the church's walls will always remain a mystery to me unless it's about power and material resources that the church offers so that they can achieve the things they want to achieve. But we've seen this most recently with Francis's trip to Canada, where he participated in, frankly, demonic ceremonies, calling upon demons of the air for blessings. This has had profound consequences already, emboldening the enemies of the church that operate within the institutions of the church to try to further change her faith and her liturgy. One of the fruits of Francis's apology tour in Canada was a tacit endorsement of the most radical liturgical movement within the church, which simultaneously seeks to bury the traditional liturgy of the Roman Rite, while also seeking to create a new ecological liturgy. Yes, you heard that right. A laudato si meets traditionis custodis. In a bizarre and unholy union of the worldly values that have nothing to do with Catholicism. LifeSite News reported on the story, which involves, again, you guessed it, I kind of gave the game away at the beginning, a Jesuit theologian advocating for the incorporation of pagan elements into the unique expression of the Roman Rite, to use Francis's inaccurate uh, description of the Novus Ordo. A, consider what he wants here, a Novus Novus Ordo. As I frequently have to say, buckle up, because this is going to get interesting. From the LifeSite article, 
quote. In an interview with Vatican News, Father Giles Mongo of the Society of Jesus, Vicar Provincial of the Jesuits of Canada, gave some details as to the modern approach the Company of Jesus was taking when it came to the evangelization of the native tribes of Canada. This modern approach included teaching the spiritual traditions of their people and using their ceremonies in Catholic religious services, in spite of the fact that these traditions involve calling upon the spirits of the dead and venerating deities of nature, like, quote-unquote, Mother Earth, such as was witnessed in the smudging ceremony in which Pope Francis took part last week. With respect to education, Mongo said, we actively support two middle schools that concentrate primarily on their children. They give a lot of attention to individual pupils and their families and teach their cultural and spiritual traditions. Concerning language and culture, we encourage the use of their language and ceremonies in Catholic religious services. End quote. Language here is not the issue, by the way, just to make sure people understand that. The Jesuit provincial general has actually gone on the record and castigated earlier missionary work, which had the purpose of bringing souls to Jesus Christ and to and Christ to the locals in question. Yes, the provincial head of an order of missionary teachers and preachers argues against the entire purpose of his order's existence, and he invokes the worst language of the secular enemies of the church to describe the work of St. Isaac Yogues and numerous others who gave their lives, who paid the ultimate price to bring souls in Canada to our blessed Lord. But let's not be surprised by this. The Jesuits are at the forefront of the movement to secularize the Catholic Church. That's their purpose in the springtime in the Synodal Church of the New Advent. The language this Jesuit priest uses here is grotesque, using the worst language of the modern hammer and sickle ideology to describe the church essentially using the gospel to spread evil. This Jesuit, Father Mongo, I hope I'm saying his name right, is essentially rejecting the faith, apostatizing, in a simple statement by itself. Disregard any other evil statements he may have made. For him and people doing this kind of work, the gospel is about liberation. Liberation theology has been condemned by the church numerous times before and after the Second Vatican non-pastoral binding council, but especially now it runs rampant in the church, which isn't surprising, given that Francis is personally friends with former Catholic Jesuit priests who are famous liberation theologians, like the former Jesuit priest Leonardo Boff, who literally wrote the books on liberation theology. I know, I have them, I've read them, they're garbage, please don't read them. I had to do it for academic reasons. But this isn't limited to Canada. There's a general mania in the church right now, among both the hierarchy and, unfortunately, a rather large portion of the laity, a drive for so-called reform to conform the church to the world, to convert the church to the world. The purpose of these reformers is to align the Catholic Church with the values of the secular world. This is happening most notably in Germany, I've done endless videos on that subject, where the bishops have been leading reform efforts and a top-down version of the Synod on Synodality, which ruffled the feathers of Papa Francis, not because of the changes they wanted, but because of the top-down nature of it. Francis told them to wait for Rome and the end of the Synod so the Church can institute reforms together. They weren't chastised for seeking to abandon the moral deposit of the faith in her doctrines and practices, but rather for going it alone without the great reformer Paca Papa himself to lead the way. Cardinal Mueller, who I frequently bring you the letters of because he frequently says all the right things about things going on in the church, had some harsh words in an interview with a German outlet that applies not only to the push in Germany, but really to this new push coming out of Canada and throughout the entire universal church. 
Unfortunately, Mueller takes Francis at his word that they're not trying to change the doctrines of the church. When he says something that is actually true, the church cannot change her doctrines, that Rome's job is to safeguard the faith. Quote, according to Cardinal Gerhard Ludwig Mueller, the German Catholics are deluding themselves with their reform process. The innovations aimed for as part of the synodal path would have no chance of being implemented, said the former prefect for the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith and former Bishop of Regensburg of the German Press Agency in Rome. The reason for this is not that we here in Rome want to be dictatorial in our convictions or to exercise power. The reason is that the church was instituted and designed by Jesus Christ. We have no authority to change this order. The Vatican recently made it clear that the synodal path of German Catholics was, quote-unquote, not authorized to change the leadership structures or the church or even doctrine. The synodal path strives for concrete reforms in the areas of morality of the flesh, dealing with power, the position of women, and compulsory celibacy for priests, end quote. Of course, this ignores the fact that every national synod in the church is coming back with the same request from the laity to abandon the church's teaching on the uh, James Martin sin, to accept the ordination of women, and to align the church with the world on matters of justice, the desires of the flesh, and more broadly, just sin itself. The synod on synodality is making the apostasy in the church more obvious for those to, with eyes to see, for them to, well, be able to see this. And here's the thing. Francis has said he wants to see what the various synods are doing because he'll take that as a movement of the spirit, as a sign of the movement of the spirit. And all the synods are coming back with the same requests. And they are exactly what the Germans are doing. It's just the Germans are doing it in a top-down method, which strikes me as a more honest way to do it, honestly. Now, against this backdrop is Francis himself, who had an exchange of very brief letters with a traditionally-minded priest from Argentina who wondered why his seminary was shut down by Francis back in 2020. This priest accepts Vatican II in a literal sense and follows every word of that council, which is probably a mistake. I have his letter, and Francis responds to him, for, for you here. They're both very short and are very revealing about the state of things. Remember, pagan ceremonies and secular values in the church are good things. All signs and expressions of this preconciliar faith that Rome is desperately trying to bury are bad things. This is the spirit of the springtime of the church of the new advent. Make no mistake about that. So first, here is the letter from the priest asking why Francis took actions he did against the traditional faith and against the seminary in Argentina. Quote, as you know, we have lived through very hard times and with many misunderstandings. We are part of the Church of Christ that has been entrusted to you. We love Christ. We love the Blessed Virgin. We love the church that you preside over. We confess. We do missions. We preach retreats. We have several chapels for perpetual adoration in almost all parishes they use to worship all night on Holy Thursday. We pray the Divine Office and the Rosary daily. We meditate. We read the great masters of spiritual life. We care for the unwell and those most in need. Almost all of us have risked our lives caring for those with the 2020 affliction. We are not perfect, but we want to work for Christ and his church. Your holiness, please believe in our goodwill. Almost all of us have been formed without breaking fractures with the Second Vatican Council. We have taken the decree on priestly training and the decree on the ministry and life of priests, which really to priestly formation, literally. Is this rigidity bad? Is it ideology? Don't we have a place in the church today? Isn't there a little face for us in the polyhedron? We had a diocese fruitful in priests and apostolic works. Don't let it stagnate. Today, the world needs us more than ever. 
through the wounds of Christ that commend our diocese, its priests, and its faithful to you, end quote. Again, not a very long letter, and he asks the most basic question. Do we have a place in the church today? This priest had the most traditional interpretation possible of Vatican II, and he asks if he is guilty of rigidity, and if anyone who tried to have a hermeneutic of continuity interpretation of the documents of Vatican II have a place in the church today. Strictly speaking, Benedict's hermeneutic of continuity isn't even a traditional Catholic position, and Francis made clear that the hermeneutic of continuity was dead when he said in 2021 that any interpretation of Vatican II that was not aligned with, it, with his interpretation was against the council. Francis doubled down on this in his response to the priest, where he invokes the greatest sin that we traditional Catholics are guilty of, which is rigidity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we apparently possess a dead faith, according to other statements, and that we are guilty of that. So here is his response. Quote, Dear brother, thank you for the letter you sent me through Bishop Carlos. I thank you for your confidence and your sincerity. I know you're going through a difficult time. Believe me, it is difficult for me too. I am sure that there are many who do not stop working with abnegation for the people of God, bringing counsel and peace through the sacraments and the word. In your letter, you tell me that you have taken the Second Vatican Council literally, and then you ask me if rigidity is a bad thing. I must tell you that it is one thing to walk in the law of the Lord, as the psalm invites us to reason. Happy is the man who walks in the law of the Lord, and quite another to be rigid. Dear son, rigidity is not a gift of God. Meekness, yes. Kindness, yes. Benevolence, yes. Forgiveness, yes. But rigidity, no. Because as you yourself intuit, rigidity is the prelude to the ideology that does so much harm and that led the rigid of Jesus' time to condemn him for putting mercy above the law. Of course, in the church of Jesus, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we all have a place, all of us. That is why rigidity is not possible, because it closes the door to all and only keeps them ajar for the perfect. I am sure that in your heart of a, of a good shepherd, there is also room for everyone. I take your words. Today, the world needs us more than ever. I count on you. I assure you of my prayers. Don't stop praying for me. May Jesus bless you and the Holy Virgin watch over you. Fraternally, Franciscus. End quote. That's a pretty incredible thing Francis says there. He implies rather overtly that basically before the springtime of the Church of the New Advent, in, you know, as embodied by the spirit of Vatican II, the Church closed its doors to everybody but the perfect. That is a grotesque caricature of the traditional Catholic position and a grotesque caricature of what the Church was doing before the Council. But remember, rigidity has no place in the Church because rigidity replaces the faith in the Gospel with ideology. That's his claim. This coming from the man who aligns himself with the secular powers of the world who are imposing a wicked, demonic ideology on the world and have been for the past several years with Francis's help. That's a pretty rich claim. But remember, clinging to the same faith as the martyr priests of Canada who sacrificed everything to bring the gospel to souls living in darkness is rigidity. His Jesuit priest at the beginning of this talk said as much, using evil language of the church's enemies to describe the work of the missionary priests in this way. And according to Francis, we rigid types who rigidly cling to the rigid wood of the cross and the rigid words of the law of God, as expressed in sacred scripture, have no place in the church. There's also a tacit rejection of the inerrancy of scripture here, by the way, if you know actually how to see it. 
But this whole thing is Francis in a nutshell for you. And that is why he is smashing traditional Catholicism. And that is why he is focusing on the traditional movement in America, where the resistance to Francis is most vocal. It's also tiresome, really. It really is, especially since Francis is not going anywhere soon, despite his back and forth and conflicting words to the media most recently on all this. But what do you think? Do you see the way these stories are interconnected, including Cardinal Mueller's unfortunate inability to see the bigger picture of the change being imposed by Rome on the church? Do you think the Jesuits in Canada will continue to be successful in enculturating the liturgy with wicked pre-Christian practices? Let me know in the comments what you think is coming next. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And share these videos on social media. That helps us a lot as well. And a special thank you to the patrons of this channel. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.